Welcome to Brand Appeal, where we talk about brand storytelling in the digital age. I'm your host, Shannon Peel, and today I talked with Anjali about data, that wonderful thing that we all need to know and how she collects it in order to help her clients understand the context of data and why people do what they do. So if you are interested in how to understand numbers, where to get the information, and the importance of market research, keep listening. Angeline, thank you very much for coming on to Brand Appeal to talk to me about branding. And I would like to know, what would you like to be known for? What would we be like to known for? Um, really, it's about providing the best brand insights out there in the universe. So that's really the core focus of our business. So if I had a problem, what would that problem be that I would know that I would have to call you for the answer? Well, the problem that customers usually come to us with is that they have data analytics through Google Analytics or the multitude of data platform options that there are today. And they also have share of voice social listening. But what they don't have is that contextual information behind the data. What does that data really mean? What's the context? And they also don't have the understanding of how do consumers fundamentally think and feel about their brand? That's very different than just a normal campaign or even Twitter, what the trending words or phrases are. So that's really, you know, the topic that customers come to us with. So that would be a lot into figuring out, okay, what's the real differentiator? Between us and other brand tracking tools or between us and no. performance marketing and social listening? No, just the whole idea of diving further into your, into the customer's analytics to find out what the context is. That yes. would be the answer to that differentiator that they may not have. Exactly right. So what we do is we start with brand awareness. So if you're a brand, regardless of what market you're in, what is we usually start with aided brand awareness. So it's that aided brand awareness. We go along the brand funnels, a preference, consideration, et cetera. But we also do associations. And what we found with different brands out there is let's say they're already in a market or they're trying to go into a new one. They think internally that people, let's say, believe that their brand is progressive, fun, exciting, whatever that association may be. And then when we do the research, data comes back, and sometimes it can be the exact opposite. And so this affects their brand positioning, how they're going to market, what their strategic initiatives are, and at the core of their marketing, who are the niche audiences, who are the ideal customer profiles that they're targeting. So extremely valuable contextual data. Yeah. Because um, once a lot of times you look at those analytics and you go, okay, that's great. Uh, what now? And it's good to know that there is someone out there that knows this. How did you get into figuring out the story behind the analytics? It was actually, so our company started as a traditional market research firm with the idea of if you could ask billions of people one question, what would it be? And so the applications of the technology are endless. We do it for branch hacking. We also do it for democracy perception and world governments, et cetera. But what we really found is there is a need with brands and branding because there's that age old question of what is my brand worth? How do people think and feel? Because nowadays, and we actually just ran a survey at the beginning of 2022, consumers are more thoughtful than ever about their personal values and how that relates to the values of brands that they're purchasing from. And so the more that marketers and strategists can align these things, the better perceived they're going to be. And also in purchasing power, the more sales they're going to have 
and the more loyalty with consumers. So this is ultimately the high level concept. But what we found is we started working with brands individually, not only were they getting value out of it because they could reach their niche audiences, we can target at a city level tracking. So imagine if you're a food delivery service or you're in hotels or you're in restaurants, for example, and you have a city-based approach, we can figure out a specific city-based program for you, which may vary, you know, city to city, or let's say you have a very niche audience. We can figure out who that is and really what they're interested in. So again, the applications of this can be endless. Well, yeah, I just got off the phone before talking to you. I was talking with a client and we were talking about their target market and defining that target market because my clients go out and find five posts to comment on. But what search words should they be using was always the question. And it comes down to, for me, was send me the names of your five to 10 favorite clients, not the ones that make you the most money, just the ones that you really love working with. And then I can go in and manually do that research. It would be so much easier to have someone like you who could create these surveys and everything to find out what this information is. How often should a company do a survey to find out to find out information about their customers? That's a fantastic question. So normally customers start either with us on a quarterly basis or even on a monthly basis. It really depends on the strategy, how many campaigns a, a client is running, what their overall brand positioning is. So if you're a, a, a customer and you have huge branding campaigns that roll at once a quarter, then it might be nice to see that data over time quarterly. But if you're a company and you're doing consistent campaigns week over week or month over month, then a lot of customers choose monthly tracking with us. The really interesting thing is that we're moving into a model of daily tracking and continuous tracking. So this is a little bit further out in the future, um, still in development, but it'll be where we're going to be surveying the world in general for the most identified pieces of data and context that clients are looking for. And we're just going to be able to pick daily. This is going to be amazing and transform the consumer um, oriented industry because then people on a daily basis will be able to understand in this market, in this context, how are people thinking and feeling? And then you're going to be able to tie it together with Google Analytics, with all your campaign tracking, social media, you know, PR and insights. And that's when it becomes extremely powerful. What kind of research tools are you using in order to collect all this data? That's another great question. Um, so the way that we do this is we have mobile optimized surveys. The thing, so think about yourself or anyone else in the world that has a mobile phone, most people these days. When you're shopping on your phone or just browsing, you'll run across uh, YouTube. If you've ever seen those ads on YouTube, you'll run across gaming, shopping, and you'll see these survey ads. So that's how we're collecting your data. Of course, it's opt-in. So the clients understand that they're filling out the survey. Um, once they fill it out, we also will ask questions about their demographics and we'll also use personalization. So we will know if you're a man or a woman in a certain city with this type of demographic, we know that information. And then we start to ask based off of what the client wants to know, whether it's awareness, consideration, preference, or anything else, you know, are you aware of this brand? Would you prefer it, consider it, et cetera? And we're able to collect the information so much more quickly. And this is a real differentiator between a lot of the brand tracking solutions that currently exist. You have tons and tons of researchers out there. It takes a huge amount of time and we're able to do it so much faster and with much more precision and accuracy. 
AI data is the new oil. Definitely. I look at Google Analytics and I look at this data and I look at that data. As a storyteller, I'm looking for the story behind the, the stats. You know, you see those graphs, you know, okay, so what does that graph really mean? How do you figure out what these stats really mean? Another fabulous question. Um, the way that we do it is we are tying it to the baseline awareness and associations. So for example, if a company puts out a huge campaign and we see awareness goes up, then we know that that campaign had impact on the awareness. Mm-hmm. Conversely, if a company wants to launch in a different market, a different city, or they want to do a fundamental rebrand, and they think that their brand is progressive, um, people view it as intelligent, fun, trustworthy, whatever the associations may be, and then we actually survey those consumers in their existing core market, and we get information back saying, no, actually consumers think that you're archaic, slow to market, you know, all the opposite, then that's what is really crafting and driving their strategic approach. We've also worked with companies who are trying to find new audiences. So think of companies who are exhausted in a particular market, or they're very well known, they're a household name. They want to know those little niche pieces of insights that help them continue to get a competitive advantage. So we've worked with other customers who they're like, find us a new audience. Who else would be interested you know, in this? And so we, the applications, like I said, are pretty much endless because we can go after any use case and help companies to craft a solution. You make a good point though, because there are companies that have been around a very long time. These are big name companies. And you wonder if there is any more growth that they can have. Exactly. So just for the sake of argument, if you take an example like a McDonald's, most people in the world know what McDonald's is. Of course, they're not going to be as interested in their awareness levels because everybody is aware, Um, but they might be interested in things like associations or industry benchmarking or even something further down, you know, the brand funnel, or they might be looking at something very specific. So if they launch into a new market or there's a new competitor there, they might be interested in saying, uncover new types of audiences for us. Or if let's say we go to market with a new food line or something, you know, which are the new audiences that would be interested in that? So these are the things that we would normally find out. I have to say though, that the core of who we target is more of these mid-sized consumers because they have enough awareness where we're going to be able to track it, but they're also still at the point in their customer journey where they're going to be growing. A company as big as a McDonald's, you can imagine they already have teams of researchers, you know, that they're working with on this. So it's a little bit about the right fit uh, for the solution, but uh, the methodology and the approach is the same. Well, it's interesting that these big companies that pretty much have dominate their markets or have a huge market share are continually researching the market to find where they can get an advantage. It really is. Um, You can never sit back on your laurels, in other words. No, you can't. And sometimes what you find is you have to fundamentally change your approach to get to that next level of growth. Um, One of the case studies I've shared for years at this point, one of my most favorite ones is the Old Spice case study. So deodorant for men. And most people think, okay, why? This sounds pretty boring. Why is this uh, so interesting? However, for many years, because it was the product was for men, they targeted uh, the deodorant towards men. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but then some years back, they did a lot of research and they found out that the majority of consumers buying this product were women. And so they're buying it for the men in their lives or who knows for whatever reason. Um, and so then they started changing their approach, their marketing and advertising go to market approach and started advertising it towards women. And guess what? Sales went through the roof. It fundamentally transformed their product line all because they took the time to do the research. So the reason for this is it's not always necessarily the most direct type of consumer that you would think that's Mm -hmm. buying your product. And so these are the types of things that we're uncovering. And it all starts with the branding, the marketing, and the positioning. Now, when I say smaller company, whether they're startup or midsize, how can they do the research? A lot of times, you know, they just don't have the research they don't have the resources to hire a firm like yours, but how can, what kind of research can they do on their own? Well, that's actually where Latana fits in. So we really target growing companies, more mid-sized companies, even a startup to a certain degree. Uh, one of the things that we found is in many different markets, startup means something different. Mm-hmm. I would say in a different size of company um, and the awareness levels can be different. So I'll just put that out there. But the way that we help them We're in the middle as far as our value, as far as the product is concerned. We're not SurveyMonkey. So it's not just sign up or Google Forms and send a form out to your, you know, 10 friends. We're also not the larger institutionalized market research firms. We're in the middle. We have a software dashboard. We're very, I would say, user-friendly as far as price and entering the market to be able to conduct the research. All the data is synthesized and analyzed and produced in a fantastic dashboard where if you're a marketing or a branding leader, you can literally show this dashboard in your presentations to your executive team for whatever reason. So you don't need mounds and mounds of data analysis. You don't even need to hook it up to any other data platforms, although that will be a possibility coming out in the future, but it's something that is easy to do easy to set up and go, easy to understand. And I think that's really what our consumers, and as you talk about startups or mid-sized companies, that's exactly what they're looking for. Very interesting, because a lot of times you're right. When we are, or when a company is in startup or growth, they need to have the, the data points in order to get more financing, to tell their story to the banks or the VCs or those angel investors. And having that data is so important, but being able to understand that data is even more important. And Angeli, how did you get into this industry? You know, I fell into it. So I've been a marketing leader for a huge amount of years, uh, but a lot of what I've done in the past has been like every other marketing leader, this very deep data-driven marketing, which there's an absolute need for it. But what I found throughout my career so far is we've gotten to this point of data paralysis. Mm -hmm. There's so much data around the place and a data point can be made to say whatever you want it to say. You can always find a data point to support, you know, your strategy. But what's different about brand tracking is this is the consumer's voice at your fingertips, So this is what I really love about it. I also just love working with different brands. We have different clients. For example, we work with Headspace and Duolingo and BlahBlahCar and Monday.com. All of these different companies have different needs. 
We've also had companies come to us that are very well known in the marketplace that say, hey, we want to do a rebrand completely, Dif- you know, completely you know, reposition ourselves, help us do it, help us find that information. It's difficult to get information like that from just doing a multitude of channel campaigns and getting data back on how the campaigns performed. It's hard to do that with just running a PR program. You need to fundamentally reposition yourself and rebrand yourself, and you need to know contextual information about your audience and your consumers in order to do that. So that's where we're really providing value. Now, I use stats a lot when I write articles and things like that. How can companies use this information to tell their brand story to the marketplace? So a lot of our customers, what they're doing is they are complementing the information that we provide with all of the other data sources. Mm -hmm. And all of this data together is helping them to craft their story. So usually the way they start is they say, okay, we're going to launch to a new market. We have a new product. We're fundamentally rebranding or we're growing our brand awareness. This is what the awareness is. After these campaigns, whatever the initiatives is that they did, here's how the awareness has grown. So that's the most simplistic and straightforward way. Or like some other of our clients, we need to understand new audiences, new niche audiences. How do we do that? And we think that these are the ones based off of the brand tracking research that we've done. These are the ones that we think can be the needle movers. Or another um, use case that's very popular, we've spent tons of money to run all these different campaigns. And some of them have a direct impact and we can understand the direct correlation of revenue. Some others we cannot. And this one's actually the most popular use case because all marketers know this use case. How can we then supplement to understand those gaps? And this again is where brand tracking is coming in. So it's not one or the other. These items are not mutually exclusive, but they're all complementary to one another. What's the most important matrix, in your opinion? Wow, uh, that ha- that is a huge question. Because I know it's dependent on the brand, and that's really a big piece. Is I get that each brand is going to have their own important matrix, and each campaign is going to be have its own objective that it's looking for. But which one does Angeli like to know about? Wow. Uh, I would say as far as brand tracking is concerned, I would say the core metric would be brand awareness, because this is the one, especially for growing brands, especially for brands that are growing into different cities or different regions or markets. This is the one that's most important. And sometimes what you find is brands that are growing, they might be excellent at campaign execution, but still nobody understands their brand or what it's about. And it falls on deaf ears. So for me, this is the reason it's super important is because it's the core. It's the foundation. What's what's your brand, Angeli? What's my brand uh, as the company or my brand personally? Well, let's try both. Let's try what's 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 your what's the company's brand? And then I want to know what makes up Angeli, what which she wants, what's more what who you are. But let's start with the company. Okay. Um, So Latana as a brand, so we are a consumer brand tracking provider. So we're a B2B business, but the businesses that we service are consumer brands. 
The idea is that we're giving you something very easy and fluid and data at your fingertips. Our tagline, smarter tools, better marketing decisions, but we're an all-inclusive consumer insights. So our, our business is brand, basically. And our business is helping you understand your brand and providing those consumer insights into one. So that's who we are as a company. Um, myself, as a marketing and growth leader, wow, um, super multifunctional. Um, I'm the person that loves to help companies and businesses grow and whatever that means. And that's the important part because growth can happen in multidisciplinary arenas. Yeah. And so even though I have a baseline of marketing, it can still be product-based. It can be supply chain-based. It can, there's so many different, you know, avenues to get to that growth, but it's really that curiosity of understanding what's moving the needle. So I really like to understand how consumers think. Um, and so that's one of the reasons uh, I think that Latana has a fantastic product because it helps you do that. So it aligns to my personal, I would say, values and, and what I feel is important in the marketing space. Well, yeah, because how much do you have to understand about consumer psychology in order to do that? A huge amount. We actually did a webinar at the beginning of 2022 all about consumer marketing trends. Um, and what was happening, uh, we found that mental health, for obvious reasons, um, from the pandemic is at top of people's minds. Sustainability, of course, continues to rank highly. But one of the key insights is we found people now rely on delivery because people were locked in their homes. So they're understanding e-commerce and delivery more. They wanted sustainability, so they wanted fast delivery, but they didn't care about sustainable packaging or sustainable routes to get there. It was really interesting. They just want quick, fast convenient, but then they also want kind of this well-balanced mental health well-being. So trying to put these two things together, uh, I think was quite interesting, but the whole idea is figuring out how consumers tick, what's yeah. important to them, and then understanding those trends and changes over time. Yeah, that would be interesting because the reasons that people buy aren't always the reasons that they say they will buy. Exactly right. Because you're asking people that question about why do you buy this or why do you do that? But does it measure, does it match up with their behaviors? Like let's say I, I say I want sustainability. I, the, the economy or the environment is so important to me, but with given the option between buying something with this packaging or paying more money for the more environmental packaging, how often do they go for the not so environmental packaging? So I think when you look at wants and desires versus a behavior, these items are influenced by different things. If I say, okay, what kind of car do we want? We want a Lamborghini, sure, but once you see the price, maybe we don't want it anymore. Mm -hmm. So versus let's say we want quick delivery and we're in a situation we just got home from work or, you know, we don't have a lot of time. We're willing to pay a little bit more to have it delivered faster. So it has all to do with the context and the situation. And this is the key where a desire and a want can be different from the behavior that we're seeing. And so then that's part of the breakdown that we start to look at. If a client comes to us and they say, okay, our customers, these are, you know, the type of brand awareness that we have. This is the type of customer that we're targeting great. We do the research here, the associations, how they would prefer or consider, 
And if that doesn't match necessarily what their behaviors are, then that's the next level of question deeper. Mm-hmm. Under what context are they making purchasing decisions? That's where you, I think you uncover those insights. Yeah, because it can be really frustrating for companies when they listen to, well, when they read all of this stuff online about what consumers find are important because they've taken the survey and they've said, oh, the environment is more important to us than, than anything. And we would, we would definitely choose an environmental product. But of course, the question was never asked about, well, what if it costs double? Right? Exactly. And so, so how, how could, I mean, brands, because I'm sure that they get confused when they see this behavior and they, because in the, in the end, they need those sales. I would say context is key. And as with any data, whether it's brand tracking or basic analytics data, the context of that situation, the context of how the data was captured is key. So this is what you have to look at. What Latana focuses on is high level metrics over a broad subset. So for example, a general population of a country or even a general population of a city Yes, we can break that down further into different audiences and attributes, but we're looking at that broad context. This is where I'm saying it's complementary to other data analytics. Mm -hmm. So other data analytics might say in this use case, such as we gave you 20% off between this time and this time to buy a product, would that move the needle? That's how you put these two types of data sets together. So would you be looking at things like this is Vancouver, on average, this is what people in Vancouver may buy more of than people in Calgary. So if you're thinking of people in Seattle versus people in Dallas, because you know Calgary's are very much our, our oil patch. They buy big SUVs. They tend to spend money very differently than people in Vancouver. So is that kind of what you're looking at? Yes, and it really depends again on what the company's doing. But in this case, let's say, you know, it's a shoe company and you're going to market one in Texas and you're also going to market in a different city in Vancouver, we're going to be able to look at the populations of these two regions and say, okay, associations with your brand in Texas might be, I don't know, more free, more open, more carefree. And in Vancouver, maybe more environmentally focused, sustainability. And so based off of that, then the marketing leader is saying, okay, I'm going to have two different go-to-market strategies because the audience, you know, the audience perception is going to be extremely different. So this is where Latana solved these high-level uh, challenges and questions. But of course, you want to complement that with other data analytics. So and there's tons of different channels, of course, that marketers use, but that's how these two different types of items go together. When you're looking at all your clients and they're coming at you and they're saying, okay, well, we've got all this data from these platforms. Which platforms are they getting the most data from? I mean, this is going to be so different depending on the company, but your big ones, your Google, your LinkedIn, um, depending on, you know, what country or market you're in sometimes, you know, you could have different types of different campaigns. So you could have referral campaigns, offline campaigns. Imagine companies that are doing, you know, city delivery, grocery delivery, and you see the billboards everywhere on the trains, on the buses. So it really depends on the type of company, what they're offering, what they're selling. 
And usually they're going to have a, a full marketing mix. Mm-hmm. And then within that mix, that's what I would call that middle ground of these campaigns. But Latana is standing a level above that. And we're saying above that, what's the awareness in the city, the country, the region, the state? And then also, what are the associations there and would they consider or buy? And so this is that top layer and it complements the next layer down of all the different marketing mix. Well, it's good for listeners to understand that there isn't one platform to rule them all, as they say. No, there's not. (laughs) And that even in those bigger companies and in the data world, it is all dependent on audiences and messaging and objectives. Because a lot of times people go, oh, which platform do I need to be on? Or I need to be on all of them. And they don't need to be on all of them. And it really is dependent on where their audience is. Now, the customer journey, you did mention that before. I want to kind of touch on the customer journey because this is where I kind of live is trying to guide people through the customer journey by creating the content from brand awareness right through to purchase. How do you describe the customer journey? Like how did, like with all the the stuff that you know and what you've learned over the time, how does a customer go from point A to buying? Fabulous question. Um, The way that I've always thought about it is as a company and as a marketer, you need to understand what is the point that a customer would even think about looking at your product or service. So you need to go one step before the fact that they've actually seen it or have heard of it, or even the subject or realm, you need to go a step further. What's the situation that they would be in that they would even have a need for this? And you have to start there because at that point, you're then looking at how would they find us? And then from there, most marketers end up starting from there, the how they find us. And then they try to maximize the different channels and efficiency to get return. But a lot of marketers don't go a step behind that and say, what's that situation? Right. And so this, again, is where the brand awareness comes in. It helps you identify more of that context. What's that situation? So if you can start at the very beginning, you go through, then they're in, I would say, more of a buying funnel. And then they go through, they make the purchase. And then the other piece that a lot of marketers forget is after they've made the purchase, then there ha- we have something called LTV and it keeps climbing. Do they continue with us for how long and how much have they spent? And then is there loyalty? Is there value there? And do they continue to come with us? And then also, are they referring? You know, what's the value over time? But when you ask me the customer journey, it's quite long. It's quite intense. And I think what I've seen in my career so far is that a lot of marketers, they forget the very beginning and they also forget the very end mm-hmm. and they're focused just on the middle. But I also have to say it's because companies are also focused on the middle. Everyone just wants sale, 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 but they're forgetting about the longevity and also the need. Right. Cause they want the ROI, ROI, ROI. And the only time that you really get ROI on what you do is when you're going from the decision-making piece to the purchase piece, to the take action and actually buy. Um, But how do you even get them to that decision piece? And if you don't have people in that decision piece, you're never going to have ROI. But it's making sure 
how can marketers make sure that they get the right people to that decision-making piece? Yes, and that's part of the answer that Latana will help you <laughs> provide. So yeah, so. and it's interesting that you're using data and the story of data because it's not just numbers. Like you can actually write a full story about a stat and understand why how people are making decisions based on the behaviors that those numbers show in regards to, you know, did they take action? Did they not take action? How far down the funnel did they get? Very important stuff. So if I am a company that is, I don't know, smaller, mid-size, looking to get this data and information for whatever reason, where would I go to find you? You would go to latana.com. Super simple. Um, you'll see our website. You can look at everything it is that we offer. We even have full animations of our dashboard. Um, and if, of course, you want to learn more, you can always download the myriads of content that we have. Um, and of course, you can speak to anyone in our sales team. Thank you so much, friend Angelia, for coming out, talking to me and my listeners about the importance of collecting data, but more importantly, understanding the context behind it. Thank you, Shannon. Really great to be here. Well, listener, I hope that you learned something about market research and the importance of doing it. Because unless you know what your customer is really thinking and the behaviors that they really take, you won't know what to do. And everything that you do do will result in frustration. I've been frustrated many a time because I didn't fully understand what my audience was looking for. When you catch it, when you find it, when you know that that is what they want, it is magical. And market research helps you do exactly that. Most companies though, our most small businesses can't afford to hire market researchers. So they do what they can and find ways to send out surveys to ask their customers questions and read their reviews to find out what their customers are saying about them. If you enjoyed today's episode and you think that other people would also get a lot out of it, please share it on social media and tag me to make sure that I am aware and can help promote whatever it is that you've got going on. One thing about me is that I'm easy to find. All you need to do is Google Shannon Peel and you will find me. To learn more about how you can tell your brand story, drop by marketappeal.com. There's tons of information there. And for now, peel out.